beautiful song. Praise God. We serve a God of the second chance and third and a fourth. And amen. All right. Grab your Bibles. Go with me to Revelations chapter number three. Revelation chapter number three. Good to see you folks out this morning. Wonderful blessing to have you. It's been a crazy week. It truly has been. Been busy. Been stuff going on all over the place. And uh, just a Thankful that you're here. Revelation chapter 3, let's go ahead and stand in reverence to the Word of God. We're going to pick up with verse number 14, and I'm going to read down to the end of the chapter. Revelation chapter 3, starting with verse 14, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked? I counsel thee to buy of me gold, tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see." As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith. Unto the churches. Let's pray. Father, I come to you this morning. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your grace. Lord, I thank you as a lady saying that, Lord, you have the ability to cleanse us from all of our sin. Father, what a wonderful blessing we have through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I pray that, Father, we would, in our hearts, number one, know we're, we're saved, know that heaven's our home. But, Father, secondly, I also pray that we'd know that we're in your will and that we're serving you and following you on a daily basis. Father, I pray that you would touch our hearts concerning your word today. I pray that you'd open up the word of truth, and Father, that it would be able to dive deep into our hearts. And Lord, as, as we've seen in this passage already, that Lord, we'd repent and get right with you. Father, I ask this all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You may be seated. All right. I'm going to have the young fellows in a minute, guys. You're going to help me with something. Not yet. Don't be jumping up yet. But uh, I want to have you, if your Bibles are still open, if they're not, get them open. I want you to look real quickly. We're just going to look at a couple verses here. Revelations in chapter 2. I want you to see something. Revelation chapter 2, and we'll be using this, this verse or these verses as our text today and talking about this. Revelation chapter 2 at verse 7, it says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Go to verse number 11, Revelation chapter 2, verse 11. It says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Go with me now to verse number 17. It says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Go with me to verse 29. Again, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 6. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Verse 13. It says, he that hath an ear, 
Let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And that brings us again to verse number 22. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I think the the thought for today is probably fairly plain. Um, This morning I'm going to be primarily speaking to those that are blood washed and born again. Those that are saved by the grace of God through the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ. My friend, if you're here this morning and you're sitting underneath the sound of my voice, I want you to understand something, though. If you hear a presentation, a clear presentation of the gospel, and you reject it, I can promise you that your hell will be hotter than those who never heard a clear presentation. Some of us, today in the United States of America, we are very blessed. We have the ability to have the word of God in our homes. I don't think there's a home right now that's represented in this building that doesn't have at least one Bible, and I could probably say numerous Bibles in the homes today. We are blessed with the ability to have the, 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 the technology that we do, and the word of God goes forth over the radio waves and over the television. And we are very blessed in the sense that I don't think there are very many Americans today who can say, I've never heard the gospel presented clearly to me before. Now there may be some and I'm sure there are, but I don't believe there are many adults in this room that could claim that. And I got to tell you today, if you're here and you're without Christ, if you've never come to a place and a point in your life where you have made Jesus Christ your Savior, and folks, there's a lot of difference between saying, I believe in heaven, I believe in Jesus, and, and, and making Him your Savior. We got too many people today who got a lot of religion, but they got no way to eternity in heaven. Jesus said, I am the way. He didn't say, I am a way. He said, I am the way. And this morning, if you're here and you can hear this, you need to understand the gospel is for you. We got people and and God love them. Well, I just don't know if that's for me. No, the gospel is for you. Jesus Christ, when he died, he died for the sins of the world. Okay, John 3.16, for God so loved the world. It didn't say he loved the white people, the black people, didn't love the rich, didn't love the poor, didn't love the nice or or the not. He loved the world. Jesus Christ died for our, my sin and your sin. And this morning, I beg you to understand, if you're listening to me, you need to come to a place, if you're lost, and you say, well, well, I'm not sure if I'm lost. I'm not sure if heaven's my home. I'm not sure if I'll spend an eternity in hell. Then you need to get this knocked down solid and taken care of. There ought to be no doubt in your mind because God promises you and I that we can know for sure that we have a home in heaven. God promises that. Now, folks, i got to tell you, there's a lot of things that I, I won't take to the bank and depend on it. I will take God's word to the bank. I will depend on what God has told me. And God says, I can know for sure that I can be born again. And this morning, I beg of you, please understand the importance of this. we got some good people who grace the pews of good churches that are lost and without a Savior. And today, my friend, if that is you or if you think that could be you, please You come today to the altar during the invitation, if not before, and you make sure that you know because God told you that you're going to heaven. Talk to people before, and how do you know you're going to heaven? Well, my mom said I got saved when I was five. I don't care what your mother said. God love her, but she can lie. You do understand that, don't you? Well, 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 the preacher said we all are. No, the preacher's wrong. Understand, the only reason you're going to get into heaven is because you took God's word. When I stand in front of my Savior, all that I'm going to claim is what he told me. 
I'm not going to claim my good works. I'm not going to claim my Baptist religion. I'm not going to complain. Uh, I'm not going to try to claim my heritage. I'm not going to try to claim anything other than the blood of Jesus Christ. And this morning, if you hear that and you're underneath the sound of my voice and you don't know for sure heaven's your home, you get it taken care of today. If there's one thing I could beg you to do, that would be it. But my friend, I want to turn our attention now to Revelation chapter 3. So many of you in this room, you've claimed the name of Jesus Christ. You, you are born again by the blood of Jesus. You have the gospel. It is yours. You accepted that at, at an appointed time. There was a day in your life where you came to that place where you put your faith and your trust in the eternal Son of God and praise God, you got it settled. Anybody else remember that moment in your life? I do. All right, mine was 27, 28 years ago when I got saved. Man, I remember the moment I put my faith in Jesus Christ. What a day it was. And from that moment until this moment, I'm born again. They got no doubt about it. Now, every once in a while, I doubt me because I'm a rascal, amen, and I'm a liar, and I'm a deceiver, and I, do, I fail, but I never doubt him. He's never changed, and he never will. This morning, I want to look at, at three different groups of people. Three different groups of people. Now, the first group we're going to look at, the Bible says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. The first group of people this morning I want to look at is that those who have open ears to hear the Word of God. They, these are those who hear the truth and receive it into their hearts and follow through to please God. In James chapter 1 and verse 22, the Bible says, But be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. This morning, if you have open ears to receive the word of God, you're a born-again child of God, and you hear it, can I tell you, friend, if you have open ears, you will follow through with what God says. Now, folks, this is where God wants us to be. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. See, these, these were warnings to the seven churches throughout Asia Minor. God was giving a revelation to these churches saying, these are areas where you need to be careful in. Hey, Ephesus, you've lost your first love, left your first love. Hey, Laodicea, you, you, you are lukewarm. You are not hot. You are not cold. You make me sick, God said. And, and boy, you go through every one of these passages and you'll see a warning to the churches. But friend, i got to tell you something. The, the churches are made up of people like you and I. That is the church. The church is not the building. The church is God's people assembled together as one group. When the Word of God is brought forth and it's preached and it's explained and it's taught, that is what the church is. And this morning, the Bible says, He that hath an ear, or she that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. Some of us need to listen up. Some of us need to open our ears. Folks, do you know that this book has the answers for life? I am amazed at how we as Christians can walk our own lives, our own separate paths, and leave God out of it. Can I tell you this right now? You do not have an open ear if that's the case. If you are making your own decisions, if you are making your own way in life, if you are going to do things your way, you do not have open ears. You say, I'm born again, I know, but your ears are closed. You don't have an open ear to receive the Word of God. The Bible says, but be doers of the Word and not hearers only. we got too many people today who will sit underneath the, 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 the sound of a, of a preacher. They'll, they'll, they'll read their Bible. They'll utter a few prayers. But folks, nothing ever happens. The Bible says, if you have open ears, you are a doer of the Word. People will say, well, well, in my heart, friends, I don't care what's in your heart. I care what you're doing. The Bible says God sees the heart. You know what man sees? 
the outward appearance. Do you know that I cannot come down this morning and I cannot look into Matt Wojciechowski's heart? Do you know that all that I see of Matt Wojciechowski, and it's a lot, amen? All right, Matt's on that weight program, amen, the seafood diet. He sees food, he eats it. All right, but Matt, I'm teasing you, Matt. God love you, all right? Matt's getting married in a few months. I got to tease him here. He got to get him used to marriage, you know, heckle him a little bit, all right? But, but Matt here, I can't see his heart. The only thing I can see about Matt is his outward appearance. And so all I got to gauge whether Matt is a doer of the word is whether he outwardly is following. I can't see what's on the inside. And so the Bible says, I don't want you to hear my word only. I want you to be a doer of it. And God says, if you only hear it and do not do it, you are deceiving yourself. Do you know who believes your lies the first? You do. You do. You say, oh, well, I would have been a better dad. I would have been a better husband. I would have been there. I would have done this if you're the only one that's buying it. And the Bible says here, first of all, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith on the churches. Number one, we must have open ears. Are your ears open? Are your ears open when the Holy Spirit is speaking, when God's Word is being preached, when you're reading the holy oracles of the Word of God? Are your ears open? Does it touch your heart? And is it acted out in your life? That's open ears. Fellows, can you come up and help me real quickly? i got a bunch of teenage boys. This morning, I'm going to give you a prop. Everybody in here is going to get a prop. We're going to have some fun today, amen? Guys, Jordan, you start on that side and give one to every person. And I went out and bought these with my own money, spent thousands of dollars. These are the highest quality you can find. Guys, get one to every person. Now, I want you today, guys, thank you. These these guys are fantastic. Don't we have a good group of teenagers? Amen, praise God. I didn't say good-looking, guys. Randall, your mom's not clapping for you. All right. Now get one to everybody in here. Now, folks, we're going to talk about something. You say, Pastor, this is silly. What I'd like you to do is I'd like you to tuck that Q-tip in your Bible someplace or in your Bible cover. And, folks, what we need to do every time we see that, you need to start thinking about whether you have open ears to hear the Word of God. We got too many people who have just shut it down. You say, oh, pastor, it's silly. I hope it helps you remember for the rest of your life. I hope every time you go to get a Q-tip in your, in your little bathroom, you say, are my ears open to hear the word of God? Now, I want you to pay attention here because in the next couple minutes, we're going someplace, and I want you to hang on and hold on because we're going to go for a ride. Understand? All right, fellas, thank you. Give them a hand, folks. Everybody get one. All right, guys, those are yours. Go home, clean your ears. Stick them in your pocket, clean your ears out later, okay? Now, I said, number one, there's a group of people, and they have open ears. That's the group I want to be in. When the Spirit speaks, I want to have ears to hear. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. And by the way, I could show you a whole bunch of references. There's about 20, 25 references in the Bible where this phrase is used. It's used numerous times in the Gospels by Jesus Christ himself. But the second group of people is those with cluttered ears. You see, those who hear, but they do not hear well. I was doing some studying for this, and this is fascinating. John Hopkins University just put out a study, a 20-year study on hearing and hearing loss. Those who have a mild hearing loss that goes undiagnosed for a short amount of time are two times as likely to be diagnosed with dementia. Now, I'm not saying all this so you go to your local hearing doctor and get your hearing checked, although if you're going deaf, do it, all right? 
Now, ladies, I know you look at your husband and you say, he's going deaf. No, ma'am, that's selective hearing. He only hears what he wants, okay? Don't worry, he'll be fine. But John Hopkins University put out a 20-year study. Those with a mild hearing loss that goes undiagnosed for a short amount of time are two times as likely to be diagnosed with dementia. Now, what is dementia? Dementia is a loss of the cognitive ability in one's mind in a previously unimpaired person beyond what might be expected from normal aging. Now listen, cognitive brain skills include attention, memory, understanding of language, solving problems, and making decisions. What does this mean? What does this mean? doesn't mean check your hearing, all right? What it means spiritually is it means you and I are losing the ability to hear the Holy Spirit of God, and in the process, we are also losing the ability to make proper decisions and solve life's problems. I found that fascinating. Because, folks, you know what happens when you stop listening to the Word of God? You know what happens when you stop hearing what God is telling you? You start to lose the ability to make proper decisions in your life. You say, well, I'm a born-again Christian. I understand, but you're making terrible choices. You say, but, 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 but I, I still hear some of it. I know, but you have a slight hearing loss, and that slight hearing loss spiritually is causing you to slip into dementia. You are losing the ability to make proper life decisions. And you say, oh, oh, I'm fine. I've been a Christian for 20 years, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Some of those that have been Christians for decades are making terrible choices with their life. You know why? They stopped hearing. They stopped listening for that tender call of the Holy Spirit. And as that took place, something began to happen inside. In this study that was given out, it, they, they said that once this sets in, you will never get it back. Once that hearing loss is gone, you can get the best hearing aid, you can get the best doctors, you can get the best everything, but that loss will never be restored. You know, spiritually, you can go through the Bible and you can find people like this. You can find a man by the name of King Saul. And King Saul, once upon a time, had the Spirit of God mightily on his life. He was a powerful man. He was a man's man. And yet there came a day when he stopped listening to the Holy Spirit of God. And he said, I will do what I want to do. I will go where I want to go. And I'll not have any prophet. I'll not have any God telling me what to do. I'm on my own. The day came where he could no longer hear what God said. He ended up going, in a sad story, he ends up going to a witch. And he has that witch raising up prophet Samuel from the dead so he can speak to someone who has heard from God and I wonder today are there some people in this room you say well well pastor I, I my ears are a little cluttered there's there's some things going on in my life and it's it's quenching out the Holy Spirit of God and I got to say today I believe this is where most Christian uh, Christians are at we have gotten selective hearing with the Holy Spirit. We do not hear or listen to what God is saying, at least not all of it. And our lives are cluttered by preconceived traditions, by religion in general, by entertainment, by the crude garbage of the world, by relationships. We are caught up in our own agendas to the extent we are not hearing. 
go into many homes and you knock on the doors and you folks that knock on doors in this area, you know it. You walk into 95% of the homes and you know there's some means of technology on. The TV is on. The radio is on. The computer is on. The iPod is in. They, they, they have something to drown out what God is trying to do. I can't tell And folks, i got to be honest with you. When the TV's on, I don't hear nothing. I mean, my wife can talk to me and tell me anything. I don't hear a word. And i got to tell you, that's why a lot of people today are doing that. they got all this garbage on, and when the Holy Spirit tries to get through to them, see, some of you right now, you got your cell phones on, don't you? Some of you right now, you're, you're, you're answering a text. Some of you are taking care of some business right now. And i got to tell you, you're a fool. You are quenching out the Holy Spirit. you got to see, you are not hearing all that He has to say. You're only hearing what you want to hear. And what is happening, sadly, is you're getting some hearing loss. And spiritually, you're beginning to develop some good old-fashioned dementia. You're losing the ability to make some decisions. You're losing the ability to hear God's voice. It's, it's sad. You see, I, I, I'm not a big nature guy, but I'll tell you this, it won't hurt you to get away from all your technology. Your attachment to this society is that stupid cell phone. You need to get rid of it and let the Holy Spirit of God grab hold of you. I mean it right now. Some of you, if you took that cell phone out and you set it on the table before you left and you went without it all day, some of you would start to develop the shakes. I know it. I do. Boy, you, and I'm just not talking to teenagers right now. I'm talking to some of you adults. And I'm talking to you teenagers. And God love you. I think you're the greatest group of kids in the world. But you need to let go of that stupid technology. And you need to say, God, I got to hear from you more than I got to hear from some idiot on Twitter. I wish Twitter would utter its last tweet and be gone forever. I really do. We, we get, oh, 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 I got 12 followers. Oh, shut up. <laughs> it's time we realize that God is trying to get through to us. Wednesday night, I started with a topic, and I intend to carry on with that topic for several weeks, and that's that God wants revival. Revelation chapter 3 is a verse that is often used for revival. The church in Laodicea was lukewarm. It wasn't cold. It wasn't hot. It was just dead. It was just a dead church, man. They had a lot of wonderful things. They had a beautiful building. They had a nice wooden platform. They had nice padded chairs. They had a, a wonderful facility. They had all sorts of things going on. God had taken care of them financially. But I'm going to tell you right now, they'd come to a place in their lives where they no longer needed God. And God said, you are dead. He said, you need to come to a place where you realize you are miserable, you are poor, you are blind, you are wretched, you are naked. You are in need of a revival in your heart. And folks, i got to tell you something this morning. Some of us in this room, most of us in this room, are in terrible need of the Holy Spirit of God to get a hold of our hearts. But I'm going to tell you what's got to happen. Our ears have got to get opened. You say, well, well, God, show me something. God said, I've been talking for the last five years trying to get a hold of you. Listen up. You see, God wants get through to us. He wants to send revival. God wants to bless you. God wants to use us. God wants to make our lives of eternal importance. And yet we're not listening. It says, he that hath an ear, let him hear. Let him hear. Are your ears cluttered today? Are you more worried about whether Michael Phelps is going to win an Olympic gold than you are about Christ speaking to you? Are you more worried about what's going to happen in your little favorite drama on Thursday night? Are you going to rush home after church so you can, you can catch some television program on a Sunday evening so you can find... Are, are you more interested in that than the Holy Spirit of God touching your heart? 
I mean, folks, are we more interested about the, the Milwaukee Brewers score? They traded Zach Greinke. It's all over, folks. Are, are you more interested about the Packers training camp opening this week? Are you more interested about some silly sports thing than you are about hearing from God Almighty? See, some of us today, we got cluttered ears. We've gotten caught up with the affairs of this world. i got to tell you right now, folks, I don't mind us having hobbies, but I'll tell you this, if our hobbies can't be used to bring people to Jesus Christ, then our hobbies should be sent out the door packing. I mean, well, well I just got to have me time. Folks, you don't have to have me time every single day or every single week. I mean, some of us, we just focus on that. And it's, well, I, I just, if I don't do this, I'm just going to be stressed. Well, you know what? I think the Apostle Paul was stressed a little bit. I think Peter was stressed a little bit. I think Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were stressed a little bit. But they said, God, our lives are not about us. Our lives are about you. And I'm going to stop. You know, I can't come to church on Sunday nights because Lord knows i got to get up at 6 a.m. Seriously? I mean, we don't go till midnight often here. Now, some of you wouldn't know that because you've never been here on a Sunday night. But, folks, it's amazing. me. We're more concerned with hearing what the world has. Well, it's more fun. That's because that's what you desire. If you desired to hear from God, if you desired the truth of the Word of God, you'd be in the house of God. You'd be in the Word of God saying, God, I want more. But our ears are cluttered. Our ears are cluttered this morning, and we're not hearing what God has for us. I have more important stuff to do than just some silly hobby. I want to listen to Him. I want to listen to Him. I share a silly Most of you know I, I, I'm cheap, amen? I am one of the cheapest men you'll ever meet, all right? Just lock it down, load it. That's the way I am. I like it. I, I, if it says sale on it, I want it cheaper than that. I want clearance, all right? I want cheap. I love going to garage sales. If I have a hobby, it's going to garage sales when I can. I love going to them. I just get a kick out of it. I love the bartering. I love the big. I, I, just, I, I do. I love trying to get something for cheaper than the guy has it marked for. About three weeks ago, it was fourth, just after the 4th of July weekend, I, I, was, I was going to a garage sale. Amen. I just stopped, made a hospital visit, and there was a garage sale. God had answered my prayers. <laughs> Amen. Serving Jesus, going to the hospital, visiting the sick and the hurt and the weak, and there was a garage sale. When I walked out, I said, well, Lord, obviously you want me to go to it. So I went to that garage sale, and I started, I did my thing. Amen. I bickered, and I bought a bunch of dumb stuff, and I took, and my wife hates garage sales, by the way, because I just bring home this stuff. Honey, what, what do we need it for? We don't need it, but I got it cheap, amen? <laughs> really, it was. And I've gotten better. She's training me. But there was this lady there, and this lady began to talk to me, and she started to, I told her who I was and where I was from. I usually give out a church track when I go to them. And I try to at least put a foot in the door. You know, I'm going to buy some stuff from you. You're going to take my church track. Amen. Here's the gospel. And, 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 and most of them almost always will take it. Well, I, I did that and she began to ask me some questions. And I, I, I went over and she had a couple of kids and there was somebody else watching the garage sale. I ended up going to her house with a couple of her kids and I got the chance to lead that lady to Jesus Christ. And she made a profession of faith. And folks, i got to tell you, see, we, 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 just, we get too caught up in what we're doing because it's all about us. It's not all about you. It's about Christ. And we want to magnify Him in all ears. Because see, some of us, our ears are just cluttered. Well, well I, I don't have time right now to serve you, God. No, you always got time to serve God. And if you don't, it's because your ears are cluttered. Thirdly, this morning, there are those with closed ears. There are those with closed ears. 
These are those that refuse to hear because of a critical spirit towards the message or the messenger. There are some here today, God love you, but you haven't walked an aisle in years. You haven't had the Holy Spirit of God move upon your heart since you can't remember when. You haven't shed a tear unless it was a selfish tear in a great deal of time. God hasn't touched your heart about the lost people dying. God hasn't touched your heart about someone in your community that went out into eternity that you knew and had a chance to witness to, and you didn't. You can't be moved. Your heart is hardened. You haven't told a soul about heaven and hell? Ever. You see, we're, we're worried about our standing in society. We're worried about our place in our culture. Folks, can I tell you what my place is to be in my society? I ought to be known as a Christian. I ought to be known as one of those religious nuts that talks about Christ. I'm dead serious. If this community knows me as anything, that's what they should know me as. They should know me as a person who's going to talk to them about eternity. Now, I don't have to dress and act and, 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 and talk in a weird way to get the message across. I can talk politely. I can act decently. I can do everything. But people ought to know when that guy comes around, he's going to talk to you about whether you're lost. He's going to talk to you about eternity. He's going to talk to you about heaven. Brother Juan and I yesterday, Eileen had knocked on some doors for vacation Bible school. And she said, she said here was a really polite young man. So Juan said, Pastor... Pastor, he doesn't talk, right? We're working with him. But Pastor, let's go see him. So I, we're walking up there, and we got my boy and, and one of Michelle's little boys. Was it Sam or Will? I never remember. It was Sam, all right? So it, we, we, and we walk back there, and we knock on this door. And I said, Juan, you going to do the talking or I am? He said, I am. So Juan, we get up there, and we knock on the door. And boy, this young man, Trevor, and, and, and if we had time, I'd have, you, have Juan come up and have him say Trevor. I don't know how he said it. It's Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. It's... And I, I couldn't help. I had to smile. Every time he said Trevor's name like 20 times, and it never came out right. It's like, Juan, it's Trevor. Didn't happen, all right? And I, I, I shouldn't tease Brother Juan because I can't say his last name. His last name is Vallejo to me. In Spanish, it's something different, okay? But, but here we are, and we're at this door, and Brother Juan starts to witness to this young man. And Brother Juan, man, he went through the clear plan of salvation. He went to Revelation. He went to Corinthians. He went to Romans. He went here. He went there. And for about 20, 25 minutes, Juan shared the gospel with this young man. We got two little boys with us, and they were pretty good, weren't they, Brother Juan? But during that time, this young man's parents, his dad and his stepmom, came up from behind him, and they stood out there for about five minutes while Brother Juan is sharing the gospel. And I thought, good night. These people are going to think we're crazy. And then this young man's, his, his grandma came out two doors down in the apartments, and she was looking over at us. And I thought, this lady over here is going to think we're crazy. And Brother Juan, he just kept talking, amen. He was just zoned in, and that young man was listening. And that young man, Brother Juan, got him to the point and said, now he said, Tre Trevor, do you, want to, do you want to ask Jesus? He said, I'm going to pray, and, and if you want to, you can receive Christ. That young man prayed, and he accepted Jesus Christ. And folks, i got to tell you, what a wonderful blessing it was. Because i got to tell you, there were a lot of people, right after Brother Juan got done praying with him, this, this, his grandpa drives up in this old car. And I thought, good, I know his grandpa. And I said, I'm not going to let him distract Brother Juan. So I went over there and I'm talking to his grandpa. And i got to tell you, a whole lot of people thought we were crazy yesterday. But praise God, what a wonderful reason to think we're crazy. I mean it. Man, a young man got saved, and a lot of people, boy, well, he threw off our schedule. He missed with us. We came to see. Praise God. That's what we got known as yesterday. 
And folks, i got to tell you, see, some of us in this room, though, we have ears that are closed. We don't even hear it when God is speaking. You can't be moved by a message from the Word of God. You can't be moved when you read that blessed book. You can't be moved by anything. Your heart is cold. Your heart is stony. Your heart is hard. And it's indifferent to the things of God. You're more concerned about whether or not you're going to have food to eat at lunch than whether or not the bread of life is going to touch somebody's heart for eternity. You've never cracked your wallet for a poor man unless you've done it with incredible, without incredible cynicism. You've never had your heart moved during the preaching of God's message unless it was for someone else for so long you've forgotten. And you understand what I mean there, don't you? You know, during the message, oh, boy, that person over there, they, Brother Mike Reed, he really needs this message. I hope he's listening. It's the only time your heart gets moved anymore for somebody else. You see, Going back to that John Hopkins study, those that have major hearing loss that goes undiagnosed for a short amount of time are five times more likely to be diagnosed with dementia. And folks, i got to say, I wonder today, spiritually, how we're doing. I wonder how many, see, you say, well, well how come God just doesn't, how come, how come God doesn't work in my life? Maybe you just came down with a good old-fashioned case of dementia, spiritually. Maybe the reason you're making the decisions you're making is because you're not hearing. You say, but, but, pastor, I mean, I, I'm born again. Good. When's the last time you heard from God? When's the last time the Holy Spirit touched your heart to the point where you had to bend your knee at an altar? You say, well, I don't do that. I know. I know. So does the Holy Spirit. I, I, I don't want to make a public show of my spirituality. Folks, if you won't make a spiritual show of your spirituality in church, can I pray tell you you're not going to do it out there? I mean, too many people, well, I just, I just wouldn't want to appear spiritual. If you're going to appear spiritual, this is a wonderful place to do it. I mean, if you're going to be, appear to be humble, this is a wonderful place to do it. And folks, i got to tell you, some of us need to get to a point in our lives where our heart becomes soft again. Now, I don't believe with, with, with any part of my heart that God can't take us back. The lady sang a beautiful song about how we can start all over again. And I don't believe that once that loss has happened in our life, that it can't be restored. I believe that God can restore anything and everything, and He will. But God's people have got to come to a place in their lives where they start to hear Him again. Folks, I've got to tell you something right now. If I went a week without having my heart stirred by Almighty God, it'd break my heart. There are times when I've sat in my office on a Friday night or a Saturday night and just said, God, I've got to hear from you. God, if I don't hear from you, and it's not because I'm a pastor, it's not because I need a message for Sunday morning. I got a file full of messages. Sold them all from the sword of the Lord. Amen, Brother Leo? No, i got a file full of messages that I've written. And while I'm ready to preach, that's not the problem. But i got to tell you something. It's not whether I can preach or not. It's whether I've heard from God. 
And today, some of you, hey, daddies, you need to hear from God for your families. Hey, mamas and wives, you need to hear from God for your families. Hey, business owner, you need to hear from God for your business, for your career, for your job, for your life. You need to have something from God that you can go to the bank and say, God touched my heart today. I heard from him. My ears are open. Praise God, I'm a hearer of the word. I'm also a doer. God gave me something. I wonder today if there are some in this service whose ears, whose ears need to be cleaned out. You got that little Q-tip? Maybe it's time spiritually you start to use that thing. Maybe it's time, you know, a couple weeks ago I was, I was doing some work and I got something stuck in my ear and it drives me crazy. If I have, if I have anything in my ears, it drives me nuts. And I went home with a Q-tip and honestly I think, I think I probably pushed it far enough to get it through to this side. I, I just, I hate stuff in my ear. You say, that's physically impossible. Well, you push hard enough, anything's possible, amen? But, but I, I, I just, I hate, and, and, and I couldn't hear it. It kept bothering me, kept bothering me, kept bothering me. I got, went home, I got that Q-tip, and I scraped that thing raw. But praise God, I got it out. Some of you this morning, you need to come to a place in your lives where you say, spiritually, God, you need to clean me out. God, my heart is hard. God, my heart is stony. God, he's right. I haven't shed a tear. God, he's right. I haven't cracked a wallet to help someone. God, he's right. I haven't heard from you in a long, long time. You see, some of us need to have our ears cleaned out and made open again by the Holy Spirit of God. We need to have that done before our decision-making Ability is gone. Before your problem solving, those cognitive skills, spiritual. Folks, again, the book has the answer. The Bible has the answer. I can't tell you of the times in my life when I have needed something from God. And, and let's face it, folks, we all say the Bible has the answer. But the Bible doesn't say, thou shalt not go to Dairy Queen tonight. Amen, or you're going to get food poisoning. The Bible does not say that. But the Bible does, God does give you the Word of God for your daily life. And God will guide you in the way you ought to go. God will give you passages of Scripture that will help you to get through the day. And you'll say, boy, I, I never knew that verse was for me. But today it is. Why? Because your ears were open. You see, some of us need to hear again what God is saying. How long has it been? Since the Holy Spirit moved your heart. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Without the hearing of the word, there will be no revival. There will be no refreshing of the Holy Spirit. There will be no coming down of the power of God. There will be no welling up of the Spirit of God in God's people. Unless God's people. You say, Pastor, I want to see God work. I do. Do you hear? Do you, are, you, are your ears open? Are they cluttered? Or are they closed? You see, this morning, folks, I want to challenge us. Man, I want to see God do something fantastic in our, in our midst. I, 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 want, I want to see God just blow the top off this building. 
I want to see us have to expand the parking lot again. I want to see us expand the auditorium. I don't like doing that work, by the way. Amen. The last couple months about killed me. But folks, I got to tell you, I want to see God do something miraculous. I want it because only things that are miraculous are of God. Folks, I want to see God do something in a powerful, powerful way. Today, could I ask you one last time? How's your hearing? Or have you begun to develop spiritual dementia? <laughs> oh, how quaint. What a funny little thought. Look at this little Q-tip. How's your hearing? How's your hearing? Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Folks, in a moment, we're going to have an invitation. If you're here today and you've never been saved by Jesus Christ, would you, during the invitation, just come down? There'll be others coming down for other reasons. But come down front and get my attention. I'll, I'll do my, I promise you I'll do my very best not to embarrass you. But I want to have someone show you from the Word of God, from God's Word, how you can be born again. You don't want to take the preacher's word on it. You don't want to take the deacon's word on it. You want to take God's word on it. If you're here without Christ, please, during the invitation, just come forward. Christian, how about you? When's the last time you heard from the Holy Spirit? When's the last time your heart was touched? To the point where you did something. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. I think some of us are spiritually deaf. We've begun to develop spiritual dementia. Because we aren't making real good decisions anymore. We can't solve life's problems like we once could. God's holy hand of guidance isn't there. And my friend, today we desperately need it. Hey, look at yourself. Are you that church in Laodicea? Are you rich? Are you increased with goods? You have need of nothing? Or are you someone who says, God, i got to hear from you today? God, if I don't hear from you, something's wrong. My friend today, I beg you to ask yourself the question, how's my hearing? As the instruments begin to play, if the Lord's laid something on your heart, you come to the altar.
How about it, friend? We're just going to play one more verse. Is there something the Lord has on your heart? All right. Folks, this morning, how many of us need spiritually to say, Holy Spirit, (laughs) I need to hear from you. Folks, we have a great God. We do. We have a God that wants to do great things. God would like to make us a great people. But we got to hear. Our friend today, would we hear? Would we hear God speaking, moving our hearts, tugging us towards him? What a blessed blessed hope we have in Christ Jesus. Let me ask you, I do have a quick prayer request here. Um, Pray for John and Chelsea uh, Horner.